Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The words from our epistle reading this evening are likely very familiar to us, well known to us. Let's read the first verse together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You notice that that verse starts out with that command, do not be anxious about anything. This, of course, uh, echoes Jesus' own words from Matthew 6 when Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Both of these verses, again, are likely very familiar to us, and we understand well enough what they mean. We know that we shouldn't be anxious, but instead always trust in God, and, and that's all well and good. Except, what about all of those times when we are anxious, and those times when we do have worries? Thinking about our own anxieties is not just some hypothetical thought experiment. It's a daily reality for all of us, for many people in our world today. Statistics from the National Institute of Mental Health show that roughly one-third of all adults in the United States will experience a medically diagnosed anxiety disorder at some time in their lives. And recent events, including the pandemic, have only increased that number. The World Health Organization estimates that there was a 25% increase in the prevalence of anxiety and depression in recent years. But all human beings have anxieties and worries. It's a result of our fall into sin. We are a worrying type of creature. And God knows that. It's not a coincidence that our inclination to be anxious in life gets addressed often and specifically in Scripture. It wouldn't if, if God didn't know that, or if we weren't somehow that type of person. But the trouble is, when we hear those words, do not be anxious about anything, well then we might be tempted to become even more anxious than we already are. Not only do I have to worry about not being anxious, but now it seems God wants me to worry about trying not to be anxious and more anxious than I already am. And so it becomes a vicious cycle. Is that what he really wants, this, this cycle of anxiety in my life? Of course not. In fact, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about this evening that when we consider our anxieties, particularly the anxiety we all feel as we navigate this life and, have, and face its various challenges and difficulties, that we can actually receive these anxious moments as blessings. That on this eve of Thanksgiving Day, one of the things that we can be thankful for is our anxiety. But let's first back up a moment and, and just define what anxiety for what it is. Anxiety and worry is, is not a good thing. It can very quickly and easily lead us into sin. When, when Jesus talks about it in Matthew 6, he's pointing to the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and how God cares for them. And he asks his disciples, are you not of more value than they? 
In other words, our anxiety is ultimately our refusal to trust that God, our Heavenly Father, who knows everything that we need better than we even do, that he will provide for us. That God will work everything in our lives for our eternal good, even if that particular moment is not good. But our anxiety can convince us that things won't ever be good and that we can't trust God. In the end, our anxiety can, in fact, turn into idolatry. By our being anxious, by our worrying, what we're saying to God, either purposefully or not, is that we feel that by worrying, we can control the circumstances around us better than he can. Jesus softly, even humorously, takes a jab at us worriers in life when he says, which of you, by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And the answer is, of course, none of us can do that. None of us can add an hour to our life. Our anxiety accomplishes nothing except driving us away from our trust in God. Now, I need to stop at this point and say that all of the things that I've shared so far have been law. So far, everything has been what we should know, what we should feel, what we should think when it comes to anxiety. And all of it is true. In our anxious moments, we may know that all of that is true, that we shouldn't be anxious about this or or that, but that so often there's this disconnect. There's this disconnect between what we know to be true and what we feel. And simply knowing that Jesus and the Apostle Paul both command us not to be anxious, it doesn't actually help us be any less anxious. So what do we do about that? Well, on one hand, as good Lutheran Christians, we shouldn't be surprised when we can't accomplish the law on our own. We know that we we can't accomplish or fulfill the law on our own power in any situation, including but not being anxious. So what's the solution to our failure in keeping the law? Well, it's the solution anytime we're not able to keep the law by ourselves. The solution has to be Jesus. We always turn to the gospel. It's in the gospel that we find the perfect son of God who has come to address all of the things that may cause us anxiety. What are those things that cause us anxiety? You know them as well as I do. It could be anxiety about failing to to get what I need to live or being able to accomplish what others need me to accomplish or having sin disrupt or even destroy relationships with family or friends or having overwhelming guilt or shame over something I've said or done or anxiety about having bad things happen to me or my family or about getting sick or about even death. Anxiety broods on all of these potential events in our future and it snatches them and it brings them into our body and into our hearts in the present. That's why God sent his son Jesus into this world and into our lives. God sent Jesus to address each and every one of those things. Jesus promises you that your heavenly father will provide your daily bread, not not necessarily every want in life, but every single one of your needs. Jesus promises you that he will lead you into productive love and service toward other people. Jesus 
promises you that he will forgive you every single one of your sins and he washes you clean in the blood of the lamb. Jesus promises you that he will guard and protect and guide you. And even when you experience tribulation in this world, you take heart because you know that he has overcome the world. Jesus promises you that he will provide you perfect health perfect peace, perfect life in the resurrection to come, and that even when you die, yet shall you live, because everyone who lives and believes in him shall never die. You see, Jesus took all of your enemies, your sin, your death, the devil, and he defeated them at the cross and by his resurrection. Jesus dying and rising again was his promise and guarantee to you that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation can possibly separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus took all of your anxieties and worries that brood in your body and in your heart. And he took all of your sins that come from your anxieties and worries. And Jesus took them all to the cross where he paid the price for them so that you would not have to. And now he lifts your head up to look toward your future, your future life in the resurrection with him where all of your troubles and difficulties and anxieties and illnesses and even death that you deal with in this life. And he reminds you that he has overcome them all. And on that day, you will be restored. When you hear the command, do not be anxious, you realize that it can't be accomplished by you in any way. You can't buckle down and stop being anxious on your own. No, our anxieties and cares and burdens must go through Jesus, through his life-giving cross and through his empty tomb. So that when you hear the command, do not be anxious, what it does is it causes you to once again look in faith to the only one who is able to deal with each and every one of your anxieties and worries and sins. At the beginning of my sermon, I said that on this eve of Thanksgiving, one of the things that we can be thankful for is our anxiety. And that doesn't mean that anxiety is good or the things that cause us to be anxious are good. But instead, because we realize everything that Jesus has done for us, it transforms our lives and how we view our lives. That's what the gospel does. It transforms what was dead and hopeless into what is now alive and hopeful. So how do we handle those moments in life that will inevitably cause us to be anxious? When we have those moments of anxiety and worry, what they are, are moments that remind us that we are not in control, which is absolutely true. But the devil and our own sinful nature want us to think that then that means we are dead and hopeless. And so when we are anxious, we are then just tempted to, to stay silent and, and turn inside ourselves and turn to ourselves and just brood in our anxiety. But we are not dead and hopeless. The Holy Spirit reminds us that he has made us alive and hopeful. 
So when we are anxious, we don't turn within. We look without and we look to Jesus, which means anxious moments can now be received by us as gifts. Our anxiety can be received as a gift prompted by the Holy Spirit, not that the Holy Spirit causes us to be anxious, but that when we are, what we've been given, you see, is an opportunity to stop and realize that this is yet another moment, as all moments are, when we are completely dependent upon God, where we realize we aren't in control, but we know the one who is. And the Holy Spirit is with us in those moments tapping us on the shoulder, reminding us to turn to God and pray. After all, isn't that what Paul tells us this evening in Philippians 4? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When we are anxious, we pray. God isn't saying that we will never have an anxious moment in our life. He knows us too well to say that. No, he's saying that in our moments when we are anxious, when we are worried about loved ones, when we are worried about our health, when we are worried about our life, that we see those anxieties as the Holy Spirit forming a prayer list within us for us to use. That in those anxious moments, we bring our prayers and supplications before God because we know that he is the one who can handle them. That is why we can be thankful for anxious moments, because they are moments that remind us to pray, that remind us to turn to him for everything we need, that remind us of the one who loves us so much that he gave his one and only son for us. We can receive our moments of anxiety as a gift, a gift that cultivates the discipline of prayer within us, a gift of teaching us how to pray. That is how and that is why we can be thankful even for anxiety, because we know that we can't add a single hour to our span of life, but we know the one who can, and we know the one who wants to hear from us. The one who has done already everything for our eternal lives in Jesus Christ. A common Thanksgiving tradition, perhaps before, during, or after the meal, is to go around the table and to say one thing that you're thankful for, which is a good and beneficial thing to do. I definitely encourage it. But if that is your tradition, maybe something that you could do this year in addition to that is to consider going around the table and naming something that you're worried about or anxious about. And then, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you can be assured, that he has already handled it all in Jesus. And that is truly something to be thankful for. In Jesus' name, amen. May that peace of God that does surpass all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.